Welcome to the Brand Evolution Show, brought to you by Westward Marketing Lab. I'm Tom Sullivan, your host. Uh, we left off last talking about the limbic system, and um, I decided after the episode to name it Neural Branding and to continue the topic in this, Neural Branding Part 2. How clever. Um, it, as with most of my ideas, good or bad, I think about them after the fact and then want to apply them in reverse. So, um, yeah, this is no exception. Anyway, we talked about uh, the golden circle, um, the why being at the core and being what you should be selling and not the what on the outside, uh, how the why re uh, connects to the internal brain or the limbic brain, uh, as opposed to uh, what you do uh, and all the reasons why and the logic and the data um, basically being addressed to the outer part of the brain or the neocortex. Um, and the reason why that doesn't work so well is because the neocortex is um, dealing with thousands. It's being bombarded with thousands, um, some would say millions, of um, messages all the time that it is uh, it is. It is having to um, call through, play defense against. Um, so in some cases, even if you have a perfectly logical message and, and you absolutely are the best option, you may still not get through to somebody and and be the logical choice. Um, and if you're the logical choice, then you're relying on that person's experience with your product or service um, to shape your brand message because um, if they're going to drive word of mouth based on their user experience, they don't really have the Nike just do it in their back pocket. They have, um, well, I don't know, I, I read the box and it sounded pretty good. I tried it. Yeah, it's nice, right? That's how most people aren't giving you the five-star verbal review. It's, you know, yeah, I yeah, I mean, try it. I don't know if you'll like it. I, I liked it. It was good. That's, that's usually what happens, right? Um, so even if you win, you really don't win. And you, do, you don't win in the sense that you've won potentially long-term, uh, meaning you've, you've fed into that long-term relationship or branding potential. Um, so avoid the what, avoid the logical selling, avoid the proof selling um, until people seek that layer out, maybe several layers down on your website. Don't lead with it, follow with it if, if it's something that you need to sell a technical product uh, if you're, even if you're selling like scientific testing services, you want to make sure that, you know, the people who come to you come for maybe a, a, an emotional reason um, and they stay because of your technical competency and your ability to deliver, right? There's nothing wrong with having that be part of your pitch, but you don't want it to be your the, the tip of the spear that you lead with. Uh, and don't use a spear. That was um, figure of speech. Should go without saying, but you never know. Uh, okay, so... So the limbic part of the brain, as I said, is, is set up in such a way that people are seeking connectivity, that people have a chemistry in, in place that rewards them with, um, with dopamine hits uh, when they connect to things that, uh, you know, before have, have made them feel in a, in a positive way. Okay, so that, that system's in place. Now, um, there's actually an entire study around this, um, around this uh and, and it wasn't thought of from a branding standpoint. It was really just thought of from purely a human being emotional connection standpoint. And so people were talking about um, how do people connect? Why do they connect? And when they got to the how do they connect, 
they uh, realize that, you know, we have uh, an ability uh, for empathy, right? And there are different forms of empathy, but, um, you know, people, people are using this, um, this emotional ability within themselves that they, they receive information in with to connect with other people who are wired the same way, right? And I don't mean identically, just other human beings. So you'll hear things like, um, you know, oh, we had a, an, an exchange student from Sweden, and there were some interesting things about um, their lifestyle and, and how, how they're different. But, you know, really at the core of it, they're just like we are. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, you know, when you get outside of politics and governments and uh, dietary differences and weather differences and uh, holidays and festivities and language, you know, and I know that's a long list. People at their core are basically the same. We're all homo sapiens. We're all wired the same. And so, um, again, outside of, of um, you know, having um, some physiological defect or some chemical imbalance or things like that that would take you outside the kind of the one standard deviation in the bell curve, we're all in the middle of the bell curve, right? We're, we're all functioning pretty much the same. Doesn't mean we all have the same likes and interests and dislikes. It, you know, we have an array, but we have the ability with our limbic brain to connect to people, to empathize with people, and to form bonds. Right? That's not happening logically. That's happening emotionally. So, um, you know, that's where nonverbal communication comes from. You see things happen, and you feel something. Right? You feel. Let's say you see some someone going through something difficult, and you, you feel empathy for them. Right. Um, there are a couple of different forms of that. Um, this emotional resonance that we talk about um, when people say, I feel your pain, you know, um, one would be what they call identical resonance, which I just, just described. And that is when you realize that someone else is in some form of pain, emotional distress, heartache, um, whatever it would be. And then you actually feel a little bit of that. You actually feel that. And it may be from you having felt it in your past. That, that emotion comes back and you feel it. And that's coming from your, your limbic brain, right? You're connecting with that person's emotion and you're feeling that emotion. And then that, that's the type of, of emotional empathy that you have. It's, it's called an identical resonance, okay? It's resonating in you identically as it, as it is in them. And then there's what we call um, reactive resonance. And that's when you sympathize with someone else's pain and you feel inclined to help them. You feel motivated to reach out, but you're not feeling their pain exactly, right? And that could be because you've never experienced it, right? Somebody could be going through, um, uh, you know, they, they could be out of work and you've never been out of work. Or it could be something much more personal and serious and you've never had that situation happen to you. But you understand and you recognize that they're in uh, some type of distress or emotional pain, and that's reactive resonance, okay? And so a lot of times, if you take this to the positive and you bring it back to your brand, what you'll notice is, um, you know, when you get excited about something and you see other people getting excited about it, right, that's a, that's a resonance, you know? Uh, and so when we're not right there to, like, you know, at a, at a trade show booth or at a farmer's market or, we're you know, we're not in person and we have to actually try to figure out how do I uh, package up my excitement? How do I package up my emotion and deliver it to somebody? Again, now we go back to the last episode, they're already wired to receive emotion. And if you do an effective job of it, right, then 
they will have this resonance in them that connects to it, right? Because, um, you know, we're all, we're all kind of wired that way. So uh, when people say, well, how do I know if it's resonating? How do I know? Reach out to people. Ask them. Um, ask them, you know, why they became your customer. Ask them, um, you know, obviously thank them. But, you know, find these things out. Um, you know, people know. They know how you made them feel. And ask them those questions. Because in some ways, if you're... Um, you know, if you're a, a sporting goods brand and you want to go out and ask people questions, you just say, have you gone out and competed with the products? How, how do you feel when you're competing with them? Right. Um, because it's all maybe that's the, how your brand's geared. It's about competition and it's about uh, the emotion of, of, you know, just, you know, doing whatever it is that they do. Right. You, you, you want to question with the same emotion. So everything you do that interacts with customers, again, needs to carry that same brand emotion because they're, they're there with receptors. And, you know, if you, if you don't pay attention to the details, then you can, your brand connection can suffer. You send messaging to them. You send emotion to them that isn't in line with your brand and they start to disconnect from you. So it's, it's extremely important that you do that. Um, but, but again, anyway, this is, that's what emotional resonance is all about. It's about, um, you know, people's ability to connect to each other and our ability to connect to more than each other, right? How many people, uh, who are introverts, uh, have, have pets and, you know, they, they, they have old backstory on their pet and who the pet was named after. And they talk to you about their personality quirks and how they're, they're like humans. Um, you know, uh, Ricky Gervais has a famous line where he says, you know, he talks about how much he loves dogs and he says, you know, dogs are better humans than humans. And, and you, you get that. Right. And it, and it's, it's, it's easy because there, there is a more basic psychology and there is more acceptance with pets. And, uh, there is this unconditional, uh, easy emotional connection with, with animals that we make. So I understand that. And I think everyone kind of does who's had a pet at any point in their life. Um, but you know, that, that, you know, that's another case in point of how we're just wired to connect, right? So um, when you are putting your brand out there, um, remember there is what we call limbic resonance. There is that that ability to connect with people on that emotional level. And it, it's just hardwired into all of us. But taking that kind of a step into the scientific world, which isn't necessarily relevant for your brand, but is, I think, interesting, um, you know, we've actually seen the interface between this limbic resonance, this emotional resonance and um, user experience. There's a, there's a discipline now called LRUX, which is L-R-U-X, limbic resonant uh, or limbic resonance user experience. And that has to do with um, like human centered design uh, methodologies uh, when people are building um, or marketing a product. And the product could be, you know, the product could be a SaaS-based website. It could be an app. Um, it could be a physical boxed product that goes on a retail shelf. You know, people, um, I mean, you've seen unboxing videos. That's what those are all about. Like, well, let's see what the new iPhone 12 is all about. And then they go, oh, very nice. And you go, oh, yeah, oh, well, this is what I would expect from Apple, blah, 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 blah. And they're really describing, they're projecting their own emotion about the opening of this box, 
right? If, if Apple um, delivered everything in like brown butcher paper and twine, they'd be like, oh, well, yeah, that's about what I expect from Apple, you know, like low budget foam rolled up phone, you know, that's, yep, that's what I expect. But, you know, the, people project their own emotion based on that connection they have with the brand and does this match, right? And in most cases it does. And other people sit off side and they go, why would Apple spend like $10 on the packaging? I mean, we could send out an Android phone for, you know, four bucks, cardboard box, two color print, right? It's all, it's all the neocortex stuff. And what they don't understand is, is Apple's very tuned into the emotional connection that people have with their brand and they don't want to do anything to interrupt that or Conversely, they want to do everything they can within reason to uh, reinforce that. So that's something to think about, again, when you're um, planning your brand. So LRUX, Limbic Resonant User Experience. Um, you know, it can, uh, it, it can, it can resonate, with, it, can, um, it can manifest with, uh, with products. Um, it, it can manifest with uh, creative behaviors. Uh, it can manifest with life, like building lifetime, life, uh, lifelong relationships. Um, it, it basically aligns perfectly with what we talk about when we talk about brand connection or emotional connection with brand. Limbic resonance and the study of how to design products has a lot to do with, um, you know, making sure that the product itself is aligned with the emotional connection of the brand. So um, you, you want to make sure that, you know, when you're, building your website when you're, and, I, and, and as I'm saying these things, I'm like, oh, I need to go through my website again. I need to make sure I've done this correctly. Um, and it could be the words on the website and the imagery and all those things. And I, you know, I mean, side note, um, the, the Westward Marketing Lab site, um, I started picking out images, um, you know, for the top of the pages that meant something to me. And as I started going through, you know, I was actually working on it uh, recently, and um, my sister said, "Oh, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. You've got a lot of content here. You produce. You've got a lot of." And I said, "I said, yeah, but like, I don't, I don't want to have just a lot of content. I want to, I want to eventually tune this into the point where it, it feels like uh, when people meet me, they'll say, oh, yeah, like that. Your website felt exactly how you are, right? Because." the brand that I have personally and the way that I think about marketing and the way that I do marketing, I want that to come through the website and resonate with the people who it should, it should resonate with. And right now I think it's a little bit more um, service oriented. I think it's more tied to functionality. Uh, here's what we do. You know, we, we provide growth marketing and these are the areas of growth marketing. Um, but getting back to the images on the pages, I, I purposefully tried to pick things that, um, especially in the top of like the growth marketing pages that had some emotional connection for me. Um, you know, one is a, a kid in a Halloween costume and, um, and that was the costume my son wore when he was young. Um, you know, one is a cereal bowl that has alphabet letters in it for SEO. Well, I used to eat alphabet cereal when I was a kid and I was like, yeah, that's kind of a, not all the time, but I mean that to me, that was a cool memory. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that, you know, get it? Like letters, SEO. Um, I grew up uh, in California on the coast and we had those paid binoculars when you'd go to um, 
you know, go out on the pier or a wharf, you know, there were always these payback that you'd drop a quarter in or, you know, what, who knows what it was back then. Um, and, and so when I saw that, I'm like, you know what, that, that'd be a cool image for paid search or paid media. So I, I dropped that in. So some of it is like functionally, it makes sense. And some of it was just emotional. And in like the most recent, uh, image banner was an old, um, an old television from, I want to say from the f late fifties, um, and it, it's uh, basically, it looks similar to those iMacs that were basically just like, it looked like a T, like a monitor, a plastic monitor with a color on the back, blue, purple, right? I think they came out in the late 90s. Um, it was an iMac, I don't remember what version. And it looks like that sitting on top of uh, like a, a box. And the box, of course, had all the electronics in it for the TV. Um, but it was made by Philco. And Philco is the company my dad worked for in the engineering department uh, when he met my mom. And uh, so, uh, you know, th they started dating while they were both, I think he was an employee in engineering. And I think she was a, a temp in another department. But I was like, well, that's kind of a cool thing to throw up there on the programmatic advertising page. Um, so, you know, I, I've, invest I've, I've put a lot of me, maybe, maybe to the detriment of... <laughs> <laughs> of my own side, but but I, I guess the point is you want I want to encourage you to like think about those things. Like why do you do what you do and where do you come from and what are you rooted in? And um you know everything's gonna be a lot more um authentic if you if you do invest a little bit of yourself into uh into those different areas of your website, uh, of your creative messaging, of the imaging that you want to use to connect to people because like these are things that connect to me and therefore Hopefully they'll have some kind of like an emotional resonance with other people. And so anyway, getting back to um, uh, limbic resonance uh, in this study, uh, there are actually four different um, they, what they call pillars. Uh, and so the first one is is uh, holism or having a holistic view. Um, so you have to what what that entails is um, that you have to basically have a holistic view of the entire experience of the product or service. So when you design with empathy for a specific user persona, all right, it sounds very familiar, right? Uh, you run into the risk of, of limiting yourself to the experience of that persona, right? But when you design for this, for limbic resonance, right, your design is for humans in general. And, uh, you know, the iPhone's a great example of that, right? Like who doesn't love an iPhone? Well, Android users, but they're using an iPhone, you know, called an Android, so... Not really. Um, so this is holism. You want to not, not narrow it down, but the holistic view says you want to make sure that anybody who encounters this has a positive experience. So it's not as uh, maybe audience specific as you might get with your brand, but that's what they're trying to say is we want to make it appeal to the broadest possible audience, considering the entire interface, the entire user experience beginning to end. Um, the other thing is emotional intelligence. We talked about, you know, empathy and resonance, but emotional intelligence um, is, is really kind of understanding in this sense, the role that the product plays in users' lives, like from an emotional perspective, right? So um, how important is this product? Uh, what does it do for the, for the person? Um, and that uh, drives what new features maybe get researched and added or which ones get pulled back or minimized in the interface. Right. So they're trying to present a product that is appealing to everyone in holism uh, with the emotional intelligence 
aspect or the emotional uh, resonance aspect, they're trying to really pay attention to what's most um, uh, important to people in terms of, uh, you know, how they connect to the product itself. Okay. And they're trying to play up those aspects. Uh, the third would be brand identity, which is, um, you know, connecting the user experience to um, why the company who makes it does what they do, right? Um, so an example of Apple, uh, you know, we want things that basically hide complexity, that are uh, simple to use, that are beautiful and elegant, and they just work, right? So any, and that goes into, touches in a couple of different areas, but that's why they do what they do, right? And so they, they look at that brand identity of, of, um, of, of the company who is maybe hiring a design uh, firm to build a product or to build a website. They're looking at the brand identity to make sure it's on-brand message and on-brand visually, and in this case, uh, on-brand structurally, okay? And then um, the fourth one is really, um, is, is something that's really been, we've seen a lot in the last I'd say 10 years uh, in, in increasing amounts as we get closer to this year, and that's personalization. Uh, and a good example of this would be like, like Amazon um, from a buying standpoint. Uh, if you go and search, they, they will send you the item. They'll send you similar items. They'll send you other people who carry them maybe outside of um, the, the prime free shipping network. Uh, they, they do a great job of trying to identify you or identify the user base in a, in each account, meaning my whole family uses the same account. And so, uh, so they're trying to find like a household persona and what that household likes and they make suggestions around that and try to personalize that to, to that account. Uh, maybe a more personal aspect would be like Netflix where, you know, I, I have maybe five different uh, logins that, you know, I have one, my wife has one, you know, I have one for my son and, the dog has one and, you know, and then you get on Netflix and Netflix is actually suggesting things that because I watch this, they have other things in the same genre or uh, in the same kind of, you know, it's adventure. And if I appear to like adventure, then they're going to show me a lot of those types of films. So <clears throat> we're seeing a lot more of that, especially where on the Internet we identify people. People log into a website and it not only has your account, but now it kind of knows, it starts to learn um, you know, about you, what service you like, what products you like. And so, um, you know, the, obviously the enemy of that is privacy. You know, the, um, I, I know that we all saw Zuckerberg uh, sit before Congress and, um, I I'm referring to the first time when the congressmen were, you know, they had 10 minutes or whatever, and, and nine and a half was a political statement. And then 30 seconds, they, asked questions that pretty much, you know, looked like they worked with Fred Flintstone. They didn't understand the internet. They confused Facebook with Google. Um, they accused him of doing things that, um, regardless of what you think, feel, or believe about Facebook, um, honestly have been done much longer by Amazon. Uh, and, and I'd say much at a much deeper level by Google. Um, and honestly, I make a living because of Amazon and Google in part. So I, I'm not trashing either. Um, if you want to trash them, fine. I'm going to buy stock. You should too. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I think that, you know, that personal personalization piece that, that we've all come to somewhat expect um, <clears throat> is great for a brand. 
It's great for, you know, kind of keeping people connected, but that's more of a neocortex connection. So you don't have to go to that level of technology. You don't have to go to that level of cost of expense in your operation side. You literally just need to connect with people emotionally. Like if people just loved buying from Amazon, it had nothing to do with uh, things that were suggested to them or timely sales or, hey, we noticed you bought this, you know, try it in a different size or color. Um, if it just had to be, you know, just the efficiency of it, that it shows up next day, that I can go to Whole Foods and pick it up, you know, out of a locker. If those were the only things that really drove your personalization connection, they would still be winning on brand, right? So these four pillars of, of uh, limbic resonant user experience really are tied at the core of DNA with, with what we're talking about when we're talking about building brand. It all works together, okay? Um and that's really all I wanted to talk about was just kind of draw a similarity between limbic resonance, the limbic part of the brain as, it, as people connect to you emotionally for brand, and some of the things that are happening out there in terms of design. And that design is really, um, it used to just sort of be like, well, this, you know, we would get a group of people together and ask them if they like the design. And now it's gone to a much deeper level. And, and the core of it all comes back to the limbic part of the brain and to emotional connection. So, um I have no idea what we're going to talk about on the next episode. Um, and I'm sure after that episode's over, I'll rename it. And then it's kind of my mode. Anyway, uh, if you guys have questions, uh, let's um, let you get those input to the through the chat function on the contact form. Reach out on social media. Uh, links are on the website, Westward Marketing Lab. And we will uh, chat again soon.